here everybody Morgan! oh my god i feel like um what was i saying to someone the other day it's like you're a redneck with sense oh thank you (laughs) isn't that the worst fucking no i mean i've gotten oh you've been called worse yeah stuff like that it's fine Uh, actually you know i used to get um i got from a couple girls in college that they'd always be like how dare they be like you "You know i thought you were so stupid the first time i met you but i realized you were really smart and i was like i don't is that a backhanded compliment you know you're Reverse of you know how there's like a really hot woman out there, like really hot women, and then you know they automatically people think that they're dumb. Right. I feel like it's the reverse for you. You're a good-looking Southern guy, and Thank instantly you. people think you're just an idiot. Isn't that all of you had? To, if you hated that stereotype your whole life, yeah. I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's it's nice to be the surprise though. After they get to know me, and they're like, oh wow. So nice. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you haven't taken it personally. No. You're, you're totally fine with it. Sarah, hit the disclaimer because i got to oh, ask you something. Oh, oh, I love the disclaimer. So okay, dirty. oh my God. I, lo- I love that John knows. Okay, hold on. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, I'm coming out the gate. What is this white shit on your fucking cord? What is that? That lady was in here. That lady was in here talking about cars, and I was looking over at this. It looks like fucking cum. It's tape. It's, it's tape. Sticky as fuck, it's like it's sticky all tape. O- it's all over. The, and there's the cord. like four different. Cords. I've been staring at this in horror for like five minutes. You're like, what the hell? Okay, so so by the it's way, okay. um, half the time now I record at Fox Five. Like they basically let me oh. put this little like hole in the back mm. in the in the back as you guys are in here. It, it, honestly, isn't this like a bomb shelter? It's yeah, but crazy, I think it's kind of it? good for like a podcast. Like, you know, well, the sound good. is good. Yeah. yeah, the acoustics are good. So it's down in this little dungeon, and then we have all these cords. And for some reason, they taped up the wires, and then I had to take the tape off, and it completely does look like this what? milky, weird substance. What kind of tape are they using? Cum tape? I mean, is that the <laughs> adhesive? I've never seen that. Um, that. Wait, do you see anything else around here that's taped? I swear, it was like a bizarre kind of. Uh, I don't know, gaffer's tape or something that they use, but it clearly has melted on Very strange. I know. It is very bizarre. Anyway, John Morgan is here. Irene, the intern, is going to be chiming in. We have so much to get to, and I have to tell you, I I really need your advice. We were just talking about this off-air, and I, I do feel as though listeners might be outraged, but... I've come to a point in my career where, you know, it's always feast or famine in this business, right. okay? Like, it, it, either you have no work in the entertainment business, or then you have tons of work. Right. And I'm now very grateful that I'm at a place where I have lots of work, and so I'm feeling like I'm I'm torn about how many days a week I record the Hey Fresh podcast. So I, I really want to get your opinion on that. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was just a tease coming okay, up. Tease. Also, um, I didn't realize this, but women apparently dread Valentine's Day. I did not realize that. And, and the number one thing that women dread around Valentine's Day, I I have to find this out if this is true from either Irene or... What's your status, by the way? Are you, you have a girlfriend. 
Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're seeing how it goes. We're seeing how it goes when after I move to Charlotte. So. I, I completely understand. I know, I know. Too ask me if I have a boyfriend. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't, Dan. I mean, I live with him, but is it real? I don't know. <laughs> we're, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna see how it goes after I move. And then, have you guys heard this story of the local serial con artist guy? Have you guys seen this guy yeah. who is taking women out on dates and essentially showing them yeah, his bank account, which he says he has ninety-two million dollars in Wells Fargo. Which who falls for this shit? Uh, this is natural Who selection. Who also trusts Wells Fargo anymore, though? Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Irene. Like, he very well could have just, like, hacked into their shitty system and been like, I've got $92 million. Well, it's such a great yeah, question. That's, a, that's such a large number. I can't believe they fell for that. But these women are falling for it. And not only is one woman falling for it, but now another woman has come forward and she said, oh, yeah, um, I've also been scammed by him. So we'll get into those stories. Um, You need to purchase your tickets to our next live show, dcimprov.com. Go there. Paul Wharton is going to be co-hosting the fabulous Paul Wharton. He's the best. 7.30 p.m. show, almost sold out. We have a few tickets left. So purchase those, dcimprov.com. And also when you get a chance, click and leave a review on iTunes. Very important. Five stars only. All right. Don't leave the one. Yeah. One of my friends said they found me on iTunes the other day from the previous episode. Well, just the episode. And I was like, oh my God, I'm on iTunes. Really? Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Oh, well, great. Well, it's double. Now you're going to be on it again. Yeah. So here you go. Sequel. Um, Hey, you know, you've obviously worked in very professional environments and then yeah. you come on this podcast. <laughs> don't care at all. Yeah. Which you don't care at all. But I have a question for you. Do you think being um, selfish at work? Is a good idea or a bad idea? Oh, yeah. So I read this one. I've yeah, got, what do you think? I'm fascinated by this article. Yeah, I've, I've got input on that one. Okay, well, the ty- basically the summary of this article is why you should be selfish at work, that helping others will lead to generosity, burnout, and can damage your career. Selflessness at work leads to exhaustion and hurts those you intend to help. Helping colleagues too much also causes more stress and conflict at home. People who protect their time can give the most long-term contribution. Do you believe that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, not, obviously not going to name where I used to work, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in the corporate environment that I was in, I mean, you definitely see some people, like, on both ends, you'll see people that are kind of just think that getting ahead is just doing everything for everyone, and, and, but then there's certain people that will just take advantage of that, and then you end up kind of just being, like, almost like a little side secretary instead of, like, trying to, mm. you know, further your career, but there's also those people that are just, like, egomaniacs and then they don't work well in collaboration and especially in like what I do with modeling like you have to collaborate it's not a one man job one woman job trying to be PC here (laughs) yeah it's a good idea yeah not a one person job so There's egomaniacs out there that on the other side, they're not going to succeed either. What would happen, by the way? You would just get somebody that would come to you, and they would want you to do like extra work for them or help you out on a project that they were a part of. So you end up being like the nice guy. You go yes, but then it ends up taking away from your own work. Yeah, I actually knew someone that happened. uh, Someone I knew there, the the they were like higher up or whatever. was just trying to always uh, make them do like all these little make a copy, you know, do this, do that, and it was you know kind of insulting because they said taking this new job um, kind of as a step to furthering their career and like being very customer facing and everything, and they uh, yeah they had to like be like okay I need to focus on this instead of like they had to politely say that like. I think this I is can't amazing. Make for you. I wish I look. I wish I mastered this. They said, "I yes. think it's also not in the only the corporate world. Like even in the food industry, which I'm in, like serving and stuff. You can't 
Um, you can't always be helping other people, even if you want to. Like, oh, can I help run your food? Or, oh, can I help run your drink? And you have to kind of take advantage and, like, assert yourself and be like, I want this fucking table. It's not yours. Like, just because you've been here longer, I need <laughs> I this fucking tip. I have to make rent. Like, Yeah, there's always that one person out there that's, like, most of the time you might be fine, but there's always that one person out there who's going to try and take advantage of you. Yeah, well, they say this is how to give productively, that, that a lot of people end up suffering career burnout because they're just too nice. Well, or not really too nice, but they're too helpful in the workplace. Um, priorities say yes when it matters most only. They say give in a way that is in your own interest and preserve your own energy resources. I think that's the biggest thing, too, is like it's so yeah. easy to start helping others and then you deplete your own energy. And then don't be afraid to refer to work to don't be afraid to refer work to other people when you don't have time. You ever do that? Oh, yeah. I think that's a really, really good one. It's not insulting or anything to say, hey, I've got this other project I need to prioritize. Like, people are not going to become offended if you do that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I thought that article was pretty interesting, though, because I was like, it's so true, but yet so hard to do. Because once you become friends with people in the workplace, then they ask you for help. You end up helping them. It's so hard to stay on track and stay focused with your one job it's just it's crazy it's hard to get out of that hole too if you get that kind of mantra that like i'm the selfless person i'll help everyone right then it, it, it's hard to to get out of that if you're trying to become more assertive and stuff i i completely agree with you um i also loved this story about the minimalist who explained a psychological trick uh called the beginner's mind that could make your life easier and help you land a job did you see that yeah i knew you were gonna have some sort of <laughs> oh, his mom's psychological. Shit. Yes. Oh my god, I love anything meditation, anything. Mindful. Yeah, but the, I was reading that article, and it's like, oh yeah, just kind of like stare at your bowl of cereal and look at it, and endlessly fascinating. Like you're gonna, you're just gonna be that person that's like at the coffee shop looking at your coffee, like brain dead, and everyone around you is gonna be like, what is this person doing? Do they is, do they need their mommy? Like, are they lost? Well, the whole idea, I think, is that. Basically, if you can approach everything from a beginner's mindset of like being amazed by something, that it makes your life a lot easier, which I have to tell you, like, it's funny. And I'm sure in your business right now, you're experienced in, in, you know, kind of money and and dealing with um, I love love every time you try and and explain what I do. It's always different. It's very You like money numbers. (laughs) You know, the dollar signs and the currency, things like that. You're an economist. You're you're projecting markets, right? I mean, you know, I mean, you're a smart guy. You know what's going to happen, by the way. When's the market going to crash, by the way? Oh, well, I'm not a macroeconomist, so... I don't well, do stuff like that. However, I will say yeah. house prices are back on the rise. Which is a bad sign or a good um, sign? No, it's not necessarily a bad sign. If they're, As long as they're not being given to, like loans aren't being given to people that can't pay them back. Like house prices rising by itself is not a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when house prices are rising and then people that can't pay off their loans are getting loans. Ah. So, but credit's more strict nowadays, so people don't, people shouldn't worry like, Yet. Oh, good. Really? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried at all. I could care less. It's pretty hard to get a mortgage nowadays. Really? Oh, well, uh, I mean, harder it, compared to 
before the crash and everything, it's much harder. Oh, well, yeah. Well, please, they gave it to anybody. Like, they just yeah. forged some numbers in a social security number, and then it was like, oh, sure, here's a $700,000 loan, oh, and you yeah. basically work at Walmart. And it's like, what? Um, this does not add oh, up. The people in Florida who had, like, four mortgages at once. Yeah, and work at, like, the hair salon. <laughs> yeah, what? I mean, it's crazy. Anyway, the minimalist mindset is all about approaching things like you've never seen it for the very first time. So if you can come at something with amazement, they're saying that you can potentially be more successful, which I do agree I with. That's awesome. Yeah. I try to do that a lot. And not in like, like, I won't like look at my cereal, but like, <laughs> well, I will because your girl's hungry. But like, yeah, I feel you on that. I like, I pet every single dog I meet if the owner lets me because I think that's so fucking cool. Like, there are these nice animals that just want to hang out with you all the time. That's a pretty good example. And yeah. like, I. I do that all the time, and it bothers my friends and my boyfriend so fucking much. I do the same thing, too. I've done it for, literally from when I was, like, I couldn't but that's even walk. A, yeah, you're right. That is a good example. I think that's awesome. And people in D.C. are not as friendly as other people with really? their dogs. <laughs> people in Arlington are pretty okay, I feel people like. People in Arlington are phenomenal. But, like, when I'm walking in, like, DuPont Circle or something, and I see a dog, I'm like, can I pet it? And they're like, No. What? It's the only, what? This is the only place that that's ever happened to me. People in DuPont don't want you petting their dog. And it's not dog. like they're like, oh, he's, he's kind of wary of people. Like, that happens sometimes. But, like, they'll literally say no and right. just walk away. I'll tell you the trick to how to do it every time. You just walk up like a like a big buffoon and you go, oh, who's this big old sweetie? Who's a big sweetie? I'll do that shamelessly. Do and they're always like, oh, yeah, he's a sweetie. And the dog always does it, too. starts wiggling and wagging its tail. That's well, I'm going to try that. it. Yeah. Good trick. Oh my god, that's too funny. You could always go into DC and pet the rats. I mean, oh, I know. I in the park that. and DuPont. Oh yeah, my they're god. everywhere. That's Somebody in my worst. house was like, There was a mouse here the other day. I was like, Where is it? Where is uh, a mouse? Here? No, in my uh, apartment. Oh, in your apartment. Townhouse. Oh my god, the rats in DuPont Circle. It's crazy. I had never seen it till like six <laughs> months ago, and I was like, Where, where is this thing all know the that. time? That's I've been amazing. Here. Oh yeah, there, you need to Google. The best one is, um, I don't know, but it's like a burger place in DuPont Circle, and essentially the rat had, this giant rat had climbed up on the counter, like in the front window, and then people are filming it, and it's just like walking and making itself at home, and you're like, There's no way I would eat here. Oh, but, I'm going, that's the only place I'm going to eat now. Then everybody says, that every restaurant has rats, and I'm like, oh. They all come out of dark in DuPont Park. <laughs> like, they're everywhere. I know, oh it's God, so I true. I that. I can't wait to see that. Um, so this guy, by the way, this con artist in Maryland, John, when you were, like, back dating all these women, did anyone, do you ever think all you dated... <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Sarah. With you all make, of your money you and all your women. You make me sound like such a pimp, Sarah. <laughs> you know, when you were like back in your days and you were whoring it up. Yeah. Did you ever feel like any of the women were conning you? Did they ever lie to you about that they were really like they were going to college, getting a master's or something? When in fact they really weren't. No, I never. You never, never felt dealt. conned by no, anybody. Never. Really? I, got... I definitely dated a guy who was a complete con artist who told me he was in the military and he wasn't. Then he told me he had like a kid in Vermont and that was Jeez. why he was gone for the weekend, which I think he was having sex with somebody else. It was really strange. Yeah. Oh, and crazy. he like drove a Mercedes but lived in a studio apartment with no furniture and no dishes. And I was that's like, that's such an LA thing to do. This? <laughs> I mean, it was the it was and he was in Arlington. Really? Yeah, it was really weird. And of course, I, never experienced I think that. I met, met him at like Mr. Days, which again, that <laughs> should have been, right? that been your first flag. flag. Yeah. Drinking a 24 ounce Bud Light. Mm-hmm. They got the Tall Boy special now. Yeah. Mr. Days is this bar over in Arlington. So, it, Arlington, Virginia, you should go. Is it's it actually an exquisite sports bar. So, they, they do exquisite. have. Exquisite. Yeah, it's my go to spot for, for sports. It's, oh. it's like uh, they got every single channel, they got 100 TVs. You can always post up in front of. Are you going there before you move? 
Uh, so I did my l- little last hurrah there like two weeks ago. So yeah. I, I got to go. But yeah, but like, I mean, I, I'm not a fancy drinker. I always go there too because they have tall boy Bud Lights and special. Ooh, <laughs> that yeah. shit is so gross. Oh, that's the fancy no stuff way. I drink. Is this the party, by the way, that I was what supposed to come to? Like no, I drink naturalized. The greatest. Natty Ice? No, not, not ice. Natty Ice is higher content and natural light. Oh, natural okay, light. Okay. And it's because there's a bar near my house in Gainesville, Florida when I lived there that was $5 pitchers of natural light all day, every day. Holy shit. You were so nice, by the way. You invited me to your going away party last um, last Friday, but I knew it was the kiss of death when you I told know. me you were going to dinner <laughs> I knew at 8.15. I was too. Like, no I tried. Way. We tried to get a reservation before... Uh, before that, but they, and there was nothing after eight fifteen. So we sat in that couch area, and there was another party next to us. And this is like you know eight fifteen. We're starting drinking, whatever. We're hanging out like nine o'clock. The people next to us have already had two rounds of shots, and this girl just goes on yaks on the floor right next to where we're two shots. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been drinking for God knows long, how long, and then they they clean it up, covered up with coffee grounds, and like ten minutes later, set another party. That's Gross. Wow. Anyway, I know you did have a party. And you Shout were really out to nice. that girl. I hope she's listening. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That is rough. Um, anyhow, so this, this guy in Bethesda, Maryland, who's a con artist, who's been targeting women across the, the country, has found his latest couple of victims as another woman has come forward. Um, and this story has been a big one here at Fox 5. They've been talking all about it. But um, he ends up conning the women into eventually giving that, like, he uses yeah. their signature, writes a check. Because doesn't he always have their initials is the same as his? Yeah. Yeah. That's clever. It's very clever. Um, so he would go out to dinner or they'd go to an NBA game. Most people would just have their check card in their pocket. But this guy would have a wad of cash, $8,000, $10,000 in cash. This is what one See, of the women would That's so sketchy. Yeah. That's so shady. That's drug money. If you have more than like $200 in cash on you, that's so sketchy. I never carry cash. This is the part to me that makes no sense. Uh, the woman also went on to say that at some point on one of their second or third dates, he pulls out a Wells Fargo bank account statement that that claims to show that he has $98 million in a high-yield savings account. Yeah, that's I ridiculous. I mean, come on. How much of a gold digger are you? I mean, like, if you're sticking around after that... I mean, that's yeah. my question. Is like, has anyone gone out with someone who legit showed them their bank account, date three? And I've they... never seen anyone's bank account. Um. Anyway, the the women go on to say a Montgomery County woman said that she found him on a dating website. Two months into their relationship, the pair had planned a trip to Costa Rica to celebrate her birthday. There were text messages with his supposed assistant showing plans to travel there on the new boyfriend's private jet. Um, for those two months together, she only had videos of their dogs playing to show for their relationship. But a red flag eventually did come in a form of a $700 check. At the bank, she saw it with her own eyes. It was made out to this company that she had never heard of, Fleet Street. And it was endorsed, uh, the victim said. It looked like my signature, but his initials, the name that he was using, is the same initials as mine. So That's it was like this... Um, like interesting check scheme, and then so essentially, what I my understanding is he was getting the women to pay for their own dates, yeah, right? That's like, what it sounds like. In cashing checks, the, and ca- the, the cash was coming from their account. Isn't that crazy? So many women have fallen for it, but that's, uh, that's natural selection right there. <laughs> I'll tell you. I mean, I have to say he's a good-looking guy, so I can see why. I could see why you would, you know, if oh, you're really, I didn't see a picture of the guy. You oh, you haven't seen him? Look, he looks like. He's not a bad looking dude. I can't tell. He's wearing huge aviator sunglasses and a hat. Okay, look he's at that. Not, look, that guy looks he's hot. He's not attractive enough. You don't yeah, think I don't so? know. I, yeah, I think he's a pretty normal looking dude, but. Really? He's a solid 
four and a half. Um, at uh, one point, yeah, on, you tell him. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, dude. He would go by the name of Devin Glaze. That's a shady name too. That's Devin a porn Glaze. name. That's like a. That's like a guy that works at a donut shop. Devin Glaze. <laughs> These women are so... I just am like, oh my God, are you that stupid? Uh, with Valentine's Day just around the corner, women dread Valentine's Day. Irene, the intern, do you dread Valentine's Day? Because you're I, in a relationship. I fucking love Valentine's Day. And I love it not because I'm in a relationship, but I love it because it's just like, it's a fun fucking day. Like, Yeah, it's I, about love. What I used to do in high school, would I would make like a, like hundreds of heart-shaped cookies and just hand them out to everybody in high school. Um, and it was really sweet and it made people happy. And I, and I do like believe that you shouldn't only have one day a year to tell people yeah, that there you, you love go. them. That's the thing that I, that's what I Why the fuck not tell somebody you love them that day? Like what, what bothered me was that I walked by a spa here in DC, walked by, didn't go in, uh, cause I can't afford it. But it said, tell them you love them with a spa day. And I was like, or you could just tell them you love them. Like, that's also <laughs> fucking nice. So I don't think you have to tell them only on this day. I think you should tell them all the time. But I think it's fun. And, like, it's just, it's silly. And, yeah, it was made by Hallmark and blah, blah, blah. blah. But, like, so were a lot of other. But, like, I don't see nobody going out and drinking on St. Patrick's Day. And, like, that's been completely hyped up by the media also. So, like, nobody gets super mad about that. Yeah. But everyone's super mad about Valentine's Day. We should do it like Germany does it. They have a woman's day and a man's day. So, Ah, like, the guy does all the stuff for the, you know, woman on woman's day and vice versa. I love that. That's fucking awesome. Well, a sex toy company did a survey of 400. (laughs) Escalated quickly. Classic, Sarah. Of 400 American women to find that 41% of women in relationships dread Valentine's Day. But I thought the reasons were so interesting. First of all, uh, most women... 400 is a very small sample size Yes, thank you. As an economist, I'm going to say that's a very small sample size. You might have... You might as well just ask four women and been like, "Do you Was like it Valentine's four women? women that came through a sex shop? Four hundred's pretty decent. Four hundred women that came through a sex shop because that's different. That I yeah, believe it was true. an online survey. The company surveyed four hundred American women who were shopping for sex toys during the month of December. That's questionable. We call that uh, we call that selection bias. <laughs> selection bias. Okay. Well, forty three percent of them said that they dreaded uh, having to get interesting and shaking things up in the bedroom. On Valentine's Day, do you think that's true? Yeah, I mean, there's, women feel there's a lot of pressure in general on Valentine's yeah, Day for true. both parties. There's pressure for sure, but yeah. it does, but like sometimes pressure is fun. Um, also, close like, to thirty percent of women said that what they dread most on Valentine's Day is having to shave or wax for their significant. That was you. I know I, that was your response. That was, that was Sarah's. That was Sarah's. So Yo, I did the I, five times. No. I waxed once before Valentine's Day, and I did not know my skin was as sensitive as it is. I heard that shit is painful. It is. Well, it's it's painful. like nobody wants and then, to like, do that. It wasn't even like just painful in the moment. It was like the, like the days after when it's supposed to be like awesome and super hot and sexy. Like It was just like rashy and horrible. Yes. <laughs> so I had my, like this guy at the time, I was like, you should put a blindfold on. <laughs> and it totally Clever. worked. And it was great. But it, I was in pain for like a week and a half. Oh, my so God. So I get that, that part for sure. I vote. I vote that that hurts. Oh my god, that was that's what they call in the football world an audible. You called a very good audible that right there. That is a genius <laughs> audible. Oh my god. Uh, and then also, eleven percent of women said that they wish they could skip out on the lingerie. 
I, lingerie is expensive. Lingerie is <laughs> expensive, but it's like, I think it's fun and sexy. Well, women I'm a simple man with simple needs. <laughs> apparently women dread it. I had no idea. So, but it's there you go. And I agree with the shaving and waxing part. That's parts overrated. Parts, dude. When is that going to come back? Have you had any numbers on that trend? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sarah, no just comment. so you guys listening know, I've never seen Sarah look so genuine. Like she, I really do. I would really love. Like, when are that. full bush pubes seventy style going to be back and like fully accepted? Oh yeah, those old uh, yeah, seventy eighties pornos, Ugh. the high G string pulled up. I was up. born in the wrong decade. Oh. I swear to God, it's like the best. You would be an exquisite eighties porn star. <laughs> You would be. You would kill it. You'd have yes. the G-string all the way up to your so tits. So insulting. <laughs> Bush should, hanging out the sides. That should be our next photo shoot for you. Oh, that'd be oh great. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Like you know promo. what you remind me of? An 80s porn star. Okay. Well, then. Maybe committed. You... Horrible hair. Tons of pubic hair. And like a G-string up to your Wow! Well, I'm the dumb wow. redneck. I'm the dumb redneck who that turns out true. to be not as dumb as he looks. That is true. I know. I well, was a stereotype. Speaking of, uh, you are very, you're very cultured and civilized, and you're kind an of. economist, dude. That's kind really of. Hard to I have rough edges. Well, you went to the African American Museum, correct, for yeah. the first time. Yeah. How was it? Um, it's really good. They, all right, so they have a lot of money they put into. You can tell they did a very oh, good it's job. Amazing. On it. Um, and the basement though is so it's got four floors and the basement is like you know it goes like the slave part yep and then as they go up floors it kind of advances in time the slave part in the basement it's like almost like they tried to make a kind of like slave ship type feel and that they have the ceilings are so low and like all the walkthroughs are very narrow and it's so dark like it's way darker and way more confined than the other right um in the other levels but yeah i mean Especially as, like, a white person. I mean, you go through there, it, I mean, it's heavy. It is I heavy, mean, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Isn't it hard to believe? Do you find it hard to believe? Like, I I just think of, oh, my gosh, I cannot even believe yeah. the mistreatment. And, I mean, that's an understatement of a word. But, like, it, it's so, it, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, it really it's is. It's mind-blowing. And it's mind-blowing s- to think that we actually traded and sold people. It, and it's, it's really, really, it really crazy. hits hard when you see the actual like shackles and you know, yeah, the, the, the audio old artifacts. And... Well, then they have Emmett Till's casket there. That's pretty crazy. Oh my god, I know it's unbelievable. So I, I went to like when it first opened, but it was so packed, it yeah. was like impossible to really see anything, and it, we just waited and waited forever. But, um, but it is such an impactful. And were there a ton of people or no? Yeah, I mean, it was. So I guess it's Black History Month, so that makes sense. But um, like there was a lot of tour groups they could tell. Um, I think some school trips. Um, if you walk up at one on weekdays, though, they they just give you walk up tickets and you just get them for free. But I got I, there was a good amount of people. I still got to see everything except for Emmett Till's ca- casket. Really, still, can you see that? Still had like a line way out the door wrapping around. Wow, know? isn't that amazing? So I did get to see everything but that though. But like the I, what was really cool is the top floors with like the sports and the yeah. music. I mean they they covered like every African American artist. Like Public Enemy had its own display, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is great. I mean that it, it's such a powerful museum. So it's cool. I'm glad you could get tickets because I was like, yeah. we're not even going to try because oh. I figured you couldn't get them. Speaking of '90s African American rap artists, yes. Remember, or I told you I saw on Sunday. Yes, what was this? DMX was reportedly in Arlington, Virginia. <laughs> no, he was in Arlington. Wait, I saw him. What? what? You hung out with DMX? Tell yes. us about this. Uh, yeah, and and he got down to Mariah Carey Christmas. I'm not kidding. So this was Sunday after the Super Bowl, and you know I took the whole week off. So 
Uh, me and a, I went to a friend's house for a Super Bowl party, and me and a couple friends were like, "Yeah, let's go to the bar for for like another drink or two, you know, since it's kind of our you know last hurrah or whatever." And uh, I walk up to the door, a carpool was you know in Boston, and whoever was smoking a cigarette out front was like. Hey, did you, I guess you got the text that DMX is here. I was like, what? what? No. And they were like, yeah, he's in the back playing pool. And he was in the back with like 10 of his cronies, like just playing pool in his, uh, I guess his girlfriend or woman or whatever. What? Is she from DC? <laughs> I have one? no idea. He was so, we just kind of snapped a quick picture with him. Um, yeah, he seemed cool. I did yeah, see that. Yeah, and that was pretty cool for me because that was my first rap CD when I was like That's in fourth grade. Awesome. Yeah. Did he seem wasted to you? Uh, he was He was like definitely drinking and like getting down, but no, he wasn't like crazy or out of control or anything. Really? Yeah, he was cool. He was really nice. And he kind of had that voice, you know, you always hear him. That's his real voice. (laughs) And then Mariah Carey's Christmas came on, and he was just getting down to it. It was great. Oh, my God. That would have been so... I don't even know. He's been arrested so many times and had so many epic things. I don't know. Oh, he has 15 kids. You know that? He's 15 children? Yeah, he had his 15th kid this last, uh, I think, winter Did he tell you that? No, 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 no. no. Of course, you know, the next day I had to Wikipedia everything about him. Wow, DMX in Northern Virginia. That's Did you add on to the wiki that he's often found in Arlington, Virginia? (laughs) No, I didn't didn't want to touch that wiki. Well, okay, I need your advice. So, you know, this podcast has been going for a little over a year. It's been absolutely terrific. And from this podcast, I've I've had great other opportunities with Fox. And I think it hasn't ever been announced publicly, but I'm working essentially full-time for Fox 5. And I did a podcast series for them. And I'm also working on a true crime series coming out. Which is going to be amazing. It's going to be fucking awesome. But it is an incredible amount of work and so I've, I've been wrestling with and back and forth but I'm kind of thinking of going to one podcast a week and I want to know if you guys one think hey one Hey Frage podcast a week in order to it's just become so much to try to juggle these other projects plus I'm on air with Fox on Tuesdays and Saturdays and so Sarah, Sarah doesn't give herself enough credit she literally does everything like she everything does the audio she does the cutting she does the editing she does the she records. She sets everything. Like she, I do nothing as the intern. She is killing it in every aspect. So she's busy, and so. So I'm really okay, John. What do you think I should do? You've been a longtime follower, listener, friend. Right. I I wouldn't spread yourself too thin because that's when content gets shit. Right. So you could even do it like you know like a Mark Marin type uh, type podcast where he has he does it once a week and he has a different guest on especially since now you don't have a co-host anymore and you're kind of bringing guest uh co-hosts on i mean you could do that and then it's not like people aren't going to hear from you i mean they're going to get to see you on fox 5 and then this true crime uh podcast i mean that sounds pretty cool oh my god it's going to be amazing and i can't wait to share with people like more and it's going to be incredible but it's essentially producing a serial style podcast solo so yeah, I'm, like, just go I'm, like, I'm like, damn, I cannot keep this all up. Go so, once a week for now, and then yeah, and then get more time later. I mean, yeah, you can all always right. ramp it back and you up. Guys, you guys, as listeners, should email Sarah and let her know what you think because we obviously want to cater to y'all. Y'all are the ones listening. Yeah, so that email is her true. at Sarah at heyfrage.com. Oh my god, please email me and let me know. But I, I think I'm thinking this week will be my last week of three podcasts a week, and then I'll go yeah. starting to do one podcast a week next week. Well, as an economist, you know, don't flood the market. You can keep the demand. Ah, oh, that's good. See, I know. And plus, also, like yeah. I said before, if you're flooding the market, but you know you're kind of spreading yourself thin, the product is going to go down. I know. See, that's the thing. This I why feel we like, need you on, John. <laughs> I know, John. You are amazing. See, and I almost feel like in reverse because most people that email me always want more show, more show. Um, 
But then in a way, I'm like, gosh, I wish we would have started one show a week. Because I think that would have made everything, you know, it wouldn't have been as massive a time commitment, you know. Well, have you seen what's happened in the NFL? I mean, this could be a no, litany of factors, but uh, in the past few years, they've just been doing more and more football. You know, they have Thursday night game, they have the Sunday games, so they have right. the Monday game. And they've actually seen, there. you know, a lot of people talk that maybe the market's oversaturated with it. And their ratings have actually gone down in the last two years. Ah, uh, because of too much football. Uh, that's, that's what a, a lot of people think. They just think it's kind of like, well, the, and, and then and then the other thing, so there's so much football, but they're putting really bad games on Thursday and yeah. putting really bad games on Monday, but it's so the only ready. game, so they think people will watch it. Well, now people are tuning out of the Thursday games and Monday games. Interesting. It's, okay, good. Yeah. Do you know, does it work in reverse, though? So, like, if you give people too much. Like, I came out of the gate and gave people three shows a week, right? right. And now that's been great. It's, it's parlayed into this other awesome opportunity. But do you think it's then bad to cut back? Like, can you do that? No, because it's not like you're giving. It's not like you are working less. It's <laughs> yeah. it, you're, you're, you're transforming your product into different products. Right. So, True. You actually have, you're going to have three products now. You're going to have Fox, you're going to have your serial podcast, and then you're going to have Hey Frage. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Okay, this is great. Thank God you're here today. That's so now it's like, like you almost have a Sarah Fraser line of products. You're you'll right. be like, you'll you're be not like Girl Scout anymore. cookies. Like everybody will be looking yeah. forward to like the Wednesday when you post. And just like everybody looks forward to Girl Scout cookie season. And since they don't have them all year, it's like, fuck, I got to get them. And everyone has their brand. So maybe not, and everyone might, not might. Not might like <laughs> everything that you do, but they might like you know the box stuff. They right. might like the thin mints instead of the exactly it's the thin mints. <laughs> That's perfect, you guys. Now let me ask you this: What day do you think I should do it? What day do you think I should? I should. Well, what's your it? like worst day? I mean, Wednesday would be the obvious one. I think just... a Wednesday or Thursday, yeah, because usually the ratings are higher as the week goes on because I think yeah. people g- begin to remember. Oh yeah, you posted a new podcast. You know, so okay, Wednesday, Plus Thursday, Monday, Tuesday. You know, people are usually pretty crazy with work. So good yeah. point. Oh, my God. We've just solved the way. <laughs> All the fucking problems. Um, okay. Speaking of amazing, Dark Horse, dreamsforkids.dc.org. They are a sponsor of the Hey Frage podcast, and they're going to be sponsoring the live show February 24th at DC Improv. Get your tickets, dcimprov.com. There's a few left. Um, but we are going to have them on next to talk about a great clinic that they're involved with and how you can get involved. All right. Jennifer Parsons is here from Dark Horse with us on the Hey Frage podcast. Jennifer Love you. So excited that you're here. Great to be here. Have you memorized your talking points yet? No, no. Still working on that. (laughs) My cheat sheet's right here. Um, Well, look, uh, as always, we've been very, very grateful in the past on this podcast to partner with dreamsforkidsdc.org. That's the website. And Dark Cars, you guys have sponsored so many clinics. How many clinics are you on with them? We're in several. We we did eight clinics with them so far. I'm just going to give you all the questions that you have no idea. <laughs> you can just make up the answer. It's a good time. Eight sounds good. It's a good number. I like that number. Um, so I, I actually, I've been waiting and I've been holding on to this specific car quiz. Oh, gosh. Until okay. you came back. Good and, times. So, and John, I want you to weigh in on this, but there is a quiz, not really a quiz, but a breakdown, if you will, of the color of car that you drive, what it says about your personality. What color of car do you drive? Silver. Silver. Okay, good. All right. We'll see if this comes out to be true. So I have been holding on to this because you are the car woman. How many years has your family been in the car business? Almost 40. Well, my dad's been in longer, but we've we've owned the company almost 40. So we've been in the D.C. community about 40 years. I just went to the D.C. auto show. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really good this year. Did you see the uh, the, the contest they did with, with the hand on the Oh, car? yeah, the hands on. Six days the guy had to go. 
Ugh. Oh my god! It was one of those contests where yeah. you keep your hand yeah. on it, and then whoever. Oh my god! Six days. Yeah, but do cool you get story breaks? though. Uh, oh, they give you a fifteen minute break every three hours. Um, the guy is actually going blind. He's got some condition, and he's doing a road trip with his father and best friend, and then giving his the car to his best friend because he's like less fortunate. So really, yeah, so it was a wow. cool story. Oh my God! Well, he deserves it. Yeah. There is no way I wouldn't last six a day. Days. Oh, they looked low. We saw him on. I guess it was <laughs> they really last low? Friday, yes. and it ended on Sunday. So they were about halfway through. They looked rough. A fifteen minute break every three hours, and you have to have a hand or so you just like you just have public, to be touching public bathroom after. That's great. Oh, I mean, I would definitely pee and poop myself. I mean, there's no, there's no way I would. Not. What's the craziest yeah. car giveaway you guys have ever done? Uh, we've 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 been at that event. We've been the at the hands-on competition before and and done that. But that's uh, yeah, no, <laughs> six like, days. Mm. Nah, no thanks. No. Um, anyhow, okay. So the clinic that we're talking about is the ice hockey clinic yep. coming up on, on Friday. Friday. Yep. Okay, give me the details. Where can people get tickets? What's the event about? Uh, the best place to go is to dreamsforkidsdc.org. Um, we have about 120 kids signed up this year. Uh, it's more than last year. They had 90 signed up at that point. So it was a great event. Um, and that's probably the website's the best place. Dreamsforkidsdc.org. Yep. Uh, open to the public that you can get in. And yep. I love the mission. The mission is all about giving great activities, giving back to kids with um, developmental yep. and mental disabilities, right? Yep. So and that's what out. they do. That's what this organization does. And it works. It gets these kids in a safe environment and a fun environment. Um, my son did it last year. Actually, he plays ice hockey. Aww. So he got out there with the kids. And um, it was just, it was a really fun event, a neat event. Um, we had a bunch of employees that go, and they, they've all asked to go back again this year. Um, and to bring more friends. So it's it's a really fun event. Oh, that's yeah. great. Okay, well, and so get your tickets. You can head out there. And it starts at 1. Is it 1 is o'clock it one, on Friday? 1 o'clock, yeah. 1 o'clock on Friday. Mm-hmm. So dreamsforkidsdc.org is the website. Yeah. Um, all right, here's the quiz I've been dying to give you. Oh, gosh. Okay. So this, what your car color says about your personality, and I want you to verify and see if this is true. So if you are a black car owner, black is apparently perceived as powerful, classic, and elegant. It comes as no surprise this is the most popular color in luxury automobiles. Would you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. You, you would? Yeah. Okay, and then, John, you've got a... Silver. Silver. Okay, so gray or silver drivers are modest, neutral, and practical. Would you agree with that? No, <laughs> but, but to be fair, when I was buying my car, like I'm a car guy as well, I, w- I wanted that car. I didn't really care what color it is, so I was at the mercy of what was in my price range. So. For that vehicle, yeah. uh, they say that also gray and silver vehicle owners don't necessarily want to stand out. Add a little metallic, you've got silver. Silver is the third most popular color of car, and dr- and drivers are viewed as modern and futuristic. You think that's true, Jennifer? Huh? <laughs> like, no. no. I mean, no. do I do I not try and stand out a lot? You know? yeah, is that, well, is that, pretty, is that your thing? Yeah, you do. I'm pretty low key, right? No, nothing <laughs> about you is low key. What about green? Do you guys sell a lot of green vehicles? No. Um, Maybe minivans? Green minivans? Yeah, green minivans. Yeah, it's an odd color. Uh, Someone that buys a green vehicle is most balanced. It's the most balanced color in nature. Uh, The deeper the green, the more trustworthy they are, and also the more traditional. Any truth to that? Yeah. You think it? With the minivan, yeah. Um, and white. You had white. Right? Yeah, I have, yeah, white. Uh, white is associated with um, pure, pristine, and direct. There's nothing you can hide under white. White car owners are hard to please. Would you agree with that? No, I'm I'm easy to please. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, Glenda, would you like to weigh in? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So 
it, it goes on and on. What other? What would you say? We'll pick one last one. Um, orange, light blue. There's blue. There's do brown. a bright color like red or yellow. Oh, yeah. red. Okay, Let's here we red. go. Red, red. Um, as one might expect, red car drivers are sensual, outgoing, and dynamic. Environmental psychologists say that red drivers might go better. Uh, might be a go-getter, interested in projecting power, action, and confidence. Either way, red definitely says no to me. Did See that, that? That was my first car. That was the red. However, yeah. again, it was like a used car when I was 16, so like I was at the mercy of... <laughs> but I did like the color, so I guess whatever. <laughs> I've never owned a red car, but that I feel like a red car does stand out. Anyway, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. Dark Horse has been a fantastic partner of the Hayfresh podcast and dreamsforkids.dc.org. I just keep plugging the website. Yes. Thank you for having us. <laughs> and, and we're happy to be a part of the DC community. Fantastic. So, and Dark Horse, how many locations do you have in the DC area? We have, uh, gosh, currently. 23? 23! Dear God! Yeah. My God, you're like McDonald's. You're on every corner. Yes, we've recently been expanding. <laughs> That's we are... amazing! Oh my God, we'll buy yeah. your next car at Dark Cars. Thank you so much. We'll see you again at the Thank live you for having us. show, February 24th. Yes, perfect. See we'll there. see you then. Thank you. Bye.